0: Are you ready to go the distance? Go the distance. Go the distance. Go the distance. When you're nearing retirement, it's essential that you have a written plan and know exactly how the plan will work. Life's about choosing where you want to go and mapping out a financial plan to get you there. The one thing you need is a plan. So what's the plan? Plan? Right now, plan. An experienced financial advisor can help you avoid potential hazards and find alternative routes. We pride ourselves in being different from other financial planning firms. During your initial consultation, we will get to know you and give you the chance to get to know us. Our friendly staff will make you feel comfortable the moment you walk in the door. Call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management 712-224-4651. 712 224 4651 or log on to EFS4U.com. EFS, the number for you.com.
1: This is Mark from Mark on Money. And in case you missed it, the Secure Act 2.0 was signed into law amidst the holiday season. Coming up on today's show, we'll cover the impact for retirees of the past, present, and the future.
0: And now, live from the heart
1: of Sioux City, Mark on Money, with your host, Mark Giles. The key is having a plan in place, knowing what you're going to do, a place where your retirement questions are answered. You could be putting tens of thousands in jeopardy. You'll get the latest news on 401ks and retirement planning. It can make a profound difference with what you can and can't afford in retirement. If you've got questions on how to properly structure
0: your assets and build retirement income, you're in the right place. Welcome in to Mark on Money.
2: Welcome in, everybody. Mark on Money is the show. Mark giels is here. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Mark is a certified financial planner. He is also an independent fiduciary, more than 30 years, uh, helping folks get to and through retirement. EFS Wealth Management is where you find him. That website is EFS, the number four the letter U.com. I encourage you to check that out. And, uh, okay, hey, Mark, how's it going?
1: Good. So we're, we're going to kind of go back to the holiday season, and we're going to talk about the past, present, and future in case you... Missed the holiday classic, Um, (laughs) right?
2: Exactly. That's a great, great analogy.
1: (laughs) And uh, but no, they they, you know, we talked about this before um, earlier in uh, the year that this bill was passed by Congress. It was a super bipartisan uh, legislation. I think it was. Probably one of the only bills last year that was passed with that type of majority. I don't, I don't remember what the vote was. but I Oh, think it there
2: was 400-some to about five or something like
1: that. Yeah, I think there was like five people that voted against it or something like that. And I said last year, I think those five people just vote against everything.
2: Yeah, just because they want to be <laughs> contrarian.
1: <laughs> right. No matter what it is, just vote no. Yeah.
2: Well, let's talk about the Secure Act 2.0. I mean, you know, Mark, we spent a great deal of time talking about the first Secure Act that was passed or that went into effect in 2020, January 1st. And, you know, there were some things there that weren't so good and and, and other things that we liked. But this one, this Secure Act 2.0, it seems what they've done is just clean up the the kind of oversights that they did in the first version because there's, there's a lot of good stuff in this one.
1: Yeah, there is a lot of good stuff, and and probably some things that you haven't even heard of that even existed before, and the, even those things I think have become more relevant I think with some of the changes that have been put into this new bill. But uh, yeah, you're right; they cleaned things up, made things I think, in a couple of cases a little bit murkier, but for the most part, uh, it's all uh, good stuff. Sure, you know they didn't they didn't really add anything in that was a negative, I don't think, at least as far as I saw in that bill uh, and looking through kind of the highlights, I don't see anything there that is a negative like the last one, which was the elimination of the stretch IRA and forcing individuals to distribute money within 10 years of receiving retirement plan assets. That's what the last bill did. Right. Right. Uh, but this one, the, the the number one thing I think that most people are probably going to hear about, uh, if you haven't already, is the increase to required minimum distributions. And the required minimum distributions in the first SECURE Act went from age 70 and a half to age 72. This one increases it even further. It, first of all, changes it from age 72 to 73 starting immediately in this year. So if you're turning 72 this year and you thought that, well, I've got to take my required minimum distribution surprise. Yeah. You you don't have to take a look at that plan. You've got another, you've got another year. Yeah. You can do that. And the same rules apply in that you have up until April 1st of the year following the year that you have to stay, start taking your first required minimum distribution to actually take it.
2: That's, I mean, that's a big deal. Um, the catch-up contributions uh, under um, a retirement plan or IRA or a 401k, 403b, whatever it might be. Uh, we've talked about that before, the catch-up, contra- but they've expanded it here as well, which I think is sort of interesting.
1: Yeah, it's it's now $7,500 starting uh, for people over the age of, 50. And then starting in 2025, the catch-up contributions for those people being age 60 to 63 will increase to the greater of $10,000 or 50% more than the regular catch-up contribution amount in 2024. And catch-up contributions will be indexed for inflation starting after 2025. And IRA catch-up contributions for an individual who attains age 50 will be indexed for inflation starting in 2024. That's a so good that thing. that doesn't confuse you a little bit. But, you know, they, they're increasing limits. There's certain limits that affect people in certain ages. And it is going to be indexed for inflation either starting in 2024 or 2025. That's the key that you need to know about.
2: And, again, that, the index for inflation, that's something that they have not really dealt with in, in these areas before. So it's nice to see that.
1: Yeah, and the one I think that is also useful that hasn't been there before, so this was not in uh, any bills before, is expand the Roth contributions to be allowed inside of simple and SEP IRAs. Now, that's a big one. That because, is a big one. Yeah. Uh, Now you can make contributions and put it into a Roth in those retirement plans. Before, the only way you could do it was in a 401k plan. Well, you know, a lot of small businesses, you know, that are single employers, you know, they don't necessarily have a 401k. They just simply make a SEP contribution each year. Well, now you can decide on what that sep contribution is going to be contributed to.
2: And again, it's a great way to build a Roth, especially if you didn't have that, I mean, obviously you haven't had the opportunity before, but like you said, there's a lot of small business people out there that that this they're going to take
1: advantage of that as well they should. Right, and and the key that what is going to be a benefit is where of course those people couldn't contribute outside of that simple plan to a Roth because of income limitations uh-huh. because Roths were phased out once your income exceeded a certain level. I mean, it was was fairly high level. I mean, it was in the six figures for people married filing jointly, you know, right, a little bit less than $200,000. But if you were a successful small business person making more than that, you couldn't contribute to a Roth IRA. And if you didn't have a 401k, there was no option to do that. Now we've got various avenues to put money inside of a Roth IRA, which makes planning even more important. Because the question I get asked a lot for people that are planning for retirement is, well, what should I contribute into pre-tax versus after-tax? And I see the results of what people have done throughout their retirement, and it's nice to be able to have some tax-free money to be able to take lump sums out of, but you have to do so you know, with good planning. Right. Because you don't want to overpay taxes either prior to retirement or after retirement. And so you really have to have some thought that goes into where am I going to be 5, 10, 15, 20 years into retirement.
2: Right. And and so those are those are the kinds of things that uh, that you know we're, it's good to see when we talk about positive things and um the uh, what about the Roth catch up contribution oh that's what we just talked about um oh RMDs for Roth 401k accounts now um that was what happened that's what it is today right so even if your company has yeah, a think, Roth it was 401k It's just an
1: oversight that they would like you know if you have a have a Roth inside of a 401k uh you have to take required minimum distributions from it and you know Roths don't ever have to have, you know, Roth outside of a 401k don't have to have required minimum distributions taken from it, right. from them. You know, you can leave the money in a Roth, you know, until death mm-hmm. and uh, never have to take a distribution from it. So that was not the case if you had Roth money inside of a four hundred one k, and now they kind of clean that up and fix that. Yeah, rule. that's just it. They just fixed it because
2: yeah. that I mean you know we were getting you were getting double taxed on that, and people uh you know people realized that
1: right. And here's here's the one interesting thing that I think I found interesting was that starting in twenty twenty four, so this applies to five twenty nine plans. Okay is starting in 2024 beneficiaries of 529 plans may now roll over up to 35,000 during their lifetime to a Roth IRA and the rollovers will be subject to annual contribution limits and the 529 plan of course uh, must have been open for more than 15 years. So think about that one. Wow.
2: I mean so if you end up not using the money in that 529 plan it is it doesn't have to stay there obviously 15 years later well okay I'm not going to go to college but I'll take it the Roth
1: right um, and so I think that adds another level of planning flexibility to and another reason why 529 plans are very attractive vehicles for help, helping um, helping kids save for college, pay for college, and also getting them a jump start towards retirement. Because if you contribute a lot of money into a Roth, you don't use it for college, or like you said, Steve, they don't go to college. Well, you can roll up to $35,000 of that money out into a Roth. Because inside of the 529 plan, if you don't use it for college, the old rules said that if you haven't used the money before you're 29 years old, uh, the money – has to come out and you have to pay taxes on it mm. uh, and a, and a penalty if it's not used for college. Oh, wow. Well, this is very good then. Right. Yeah. And you can, you know, in those 529 plans, you could always change the beneficiaries. So I think this is an interesting planning item because I think it can be interpreted a number of different ways. So we'll have to see how this gets You know, bounced around and interpreted because I think out of all the things that have been done here, this is probably, you know, in the top three, I think, for planning strategies for saving money for future generations.
2: Right. And again, these are things that it's good that you're aware of these, because when <laughs> folks come in, I mean, you've got stuff to talk about at this point and, and things that people aren't aware of. And that's that's kind of what we're doing here is helping to educate folks. Let's talk about um, the 401k automatic enrollment. I mean, that's not as a as a big a deal for those getting to retirement, but those just starting out, you know, it's a it's a, a great way to start saving and, and to not really feel it.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is something that they have talked about for a long time. That they put into this new plan is that you have automatic enrollment so that the employee, when they start working for an employer, automatically gets enrolled and 3% of their salary automatically goes into the 401k. And then each year, their contribution increases by 1% until it goes to 10%. So the employee doesn't have to do anything because like, you know, most people, you know, they're procrastinators like, yeah, I know I should sign up for my 401k, but I I just, you know, I just haven't got it done. Or, you know, you get the enrollment paperwork or you get it emailed for you and you just never get around to doing it. Well, now it's automatic. So now you when you sign up for employment, um, it's going to be an automatic entry into the 401k plan. And you have to opt out of the 401k contribution, so it'll be an automatic enrollment unless you do something. Before, it was no enrollment unless you do something. Sure,
2: and you know, so as we talk about this, the emergency savings account, we talk a lot about you know having that emergency fund and how important that is. But to to, to you know go on your point, it's hard sometimes. It not only procrastinate, but it's you know you're you're just got life in the way and and you just can't really do it this way. You can, and you can access it.
1: This is another one of those planning items that I think is a benefit to a broad number of employees is that beginning in 2024. So this is something that doesn't happen this year. You know, this happens next year. And a lot of these changes to secure act 2.0 take a little bit before they go into effect. Some go into effect in 2023, some in 2024, some in 2025, and some even a couple years later than that. So all of these things aren't necessarily something that happens immediately, and this is one of those because it starts in 2024 Mm -hmm. where an employer can establish an emergency savings account where employees can save up to $2,500 in like a Roth-style account. And distributions will be treated like a qualified distribution from a Roth account tax-free if requirements are met. So, you know, you run into some hardship, you know, something happens to, um, you know, health-wise, you know, you need to pay deductibles and health insurance or maybe car repairs or who knows what happens. But you have access to up to $2,500 in this emergency savings account if it's set up. So it helps those people that are living paycheck to paycheck to kind of put some money away for that rainy day fund, so to speak.
2: Well, I mean, again, how,
1: th- what a confidence builder that is,
2: you know, to say, oh my gosh, I can really do this and, and have access to this money. So if my transmission goes out, I can access that provided the, re- the rules are met. I understand
1: that. Right. You know, and, and so, um, and there's a lot more, and we will come back of course, as, you know time goes on and as some of these things do get enacted because like i said not all of them are getting enacted right away some of these are being phased in over time you know one of the things that is also we haven't talked about it it has been there for a long time i have not been a big advocate of it i haven't really implemented that this strategy Because interest rates were so low, and all of these products were based upon interest rate calculations, and they really just didn't look that great. Um, And so this is something that you want to put in the back of your mind. But one of the things is what are called QLACs, and they go with required minimum distribution planning, uh, Roth conversions, and all those other things. But you can put up to $200,000 into what's called a QLAC, which stands for Qualified Longevity Annuity Contract. And what that does is it takes some of your IRA money, some of your qualified assets, and puts that into this contract where you don't have to figure a required minimum distribution off of that amount. And it gets put into the future Usually age 80 or age 85 is the trigger date, but it allows you to put a chunk of money away for the future at either a fixed rate or a guaranteed income amount that the insurance company will pay out in the future. Now, I know that's complicated, but you know you kind of have to put that in your back pocket and see if it might apply to you because it does help reduce taxes and it does help protect against longevity, those are the two keys in a QLAC strategy.
2: Well, and again, it's a, it's an opportunity to um, you know really prepare for the future. Like you said 80, 85. I mean, holy cow, you're not going to go to work at 80. Yeah, and here's another
1: money. and here's another interesting one. Again, these are all of these unique planning strategies and so you know, you'll find them on our website, efs the number 4 the letter u.com. In some type of definition and breakdown, as well as, of course, you can, you know, link to my podcast and find other additional information. But as these things get written up and strategies get more in tune with what this law says, of course, we're going to bring out those ideas and strategies to you. The point being is a good advisor, and this is what I've always believed is not an advisor where you walk into the planner's office and they say, here's what I think you should do, and they propose one thing to you. That's it. A good planner will lay out your different choices. So they'll talk about, you know, Roth conversion strategies. They'll talk about, you know, QLACs. They'll talk about 529 strategies. They'll talk about Roth versus pre-tax and after-tax and all of these different strategies to make you aware that that they exist because in some people's cases, the answer is going to be, you know, Mark, I get it. I understand those strategies, but, geez, that seems really complicated. I don't know if I want to make that complicated of a strategy in my financial life. Yes, I understand after you've explained it that there is a benefit I just don't feel that benefit is enough for me. Other people are like, you know, I really like that strategy. It makes a lot of sense, you know, and, you know, complication doesn't seem to bother them. They want to maximize tax planning, want to maximize future cash flow or whatever. And they like those strategies. But if you don't know a strategy exists, how can you even consider whether it works for you? That's the key. That is the key.
2: Yeah, right. And so to have the conversation, you know, as you begin to put this plan together, or maybe I think a lot of folks are thinking, well, with all of these changes, I better sit down with my advisor and make sure that my plan is up to date.
1: Yeah. And another one that's being implemented again, this starts in 2024, is the expanded qualified charitable distribution, or as abbreviated in our lingo the QCD mm-hmm. so which stands for being able to take money from your retirement account from your IRA account and give that money directly to a charity the benefit is is that you don't pay taxes on that distribution because you've never received the money and it helps to reduce or eliminate you having to take a required minimum distribution because you can use that money to offset what you would have had to have taken and paid taxes on it. So it's a great way to benefit charities. The change that's interesting here is that, you know, if you gave the money to a charity, of course, the money's gone, right? Mm-hmm. Well, now they're going to allow the money to be put into a charitable remainder trust, which means that, um, which is stands for a CRT. Um, a charitable remainder trust means that, you're actually giving the money to a charity for a future distribution, not present, and you're retaining some interest off of that distribution.
2: Oh, okay. So
1: that didn't exist before, um, and that's an interesting change that is going to allow people to do unique things, You know, give highly appreciated stock into a charitable remainder trust, not pay taxes on it and get some income back from it. So again, another one of those, hey, this is a complicated planning strategy, but in certain instances, it may be very beneficial. Sure.
2: And then how about the uh, the excise tax,
1: they like to call it, but really it's a penalty for missing an RMD. Yeah, it, they've, they've done a couple things here. Uh, one was, if you aren't aware, there is a penalty. If you fail to take your required minimum distribution, and that penalty was 50%. So, for instance, if you had a $10,000 required minimum distribution and you failed to take it, it's a 50% penalty or $5,000 of the $10,000 amount, and you still have to withdraw it out. And so, in essence, you're almost wiping out that entire amount to taxes because you'd still have to pay income taxes on it, and then you'd have to pay that 50% penalty. They are reducing that. To a 25% penalty instead of a 50% penalty. And they're giving more flexibility to ask for forgiveness. That was the other part is that they're saying, you know, if you forgot to take your required minimum distribution, you tell us what the reason was behind it. You know, we'll take a look at that and maybe forgive you uh, as long as you have withdrawn it and we will waive that excise tax penalty for you. Nice. I like it.
2: And one of the other notes here, I,
1: it says annuities
2: in 401k plans. And isn't that essentially what what you were just talking about?
1: Well, we were talking about annuities um, for qualified longevity. Oh, for longevity. Cl- okay. Yep. Yeah, qualified longevity annuities, which means that money put into it, and there's a limit to it, you know, okay, $200,000 sure. yep. maximum. There's a limit to those, but they take that money out of the calculation for required minimum distribution amounts. So that's what I was talking about before. Okay, all this, right. So this, this is change, different. yeah, this change says that you can have companies that have your annuities inside of a 401k. Normally, what that would mean is is you can you you yourself will be able to you know look at the annuity option inside of your 401k because right now 401ks don't really have a guaranteed retirement dollar amount. In other words, you're sticking your money inside your 401k. When you retire, it's going to be a lump sum and you have to pull out income. It doesn't really say, hey, you know, um, you know, Joe or Susie, here's your 401k. If you put in a thousand dollars a month into this annuity option and you do this for X number of years, this is the minimum guarantee that we will pay you in retirement for life. Okay, And so it's it's basically giving that 401k a similar feature to what a defined benefit plan would look like, a pension. And so you can decide as the employee whether you want to take advantage of that particular feature or not and allocate dollars into it for a defined benefit, a defined monthly dollar amount at a specific age if you contribute the money, and the and I would assume that they will tell you if you put in X amount of dollars into this feature of the 401k plan, you retire at age 60 or 62 or 65 or 67, here's what that defined benefit amount will be per month. So
2: what you should do is pay it. I mean, if you're working, you should pay attention to what HR is putting out there about how things change because you may be able to take advantage of this uh, You know, right now.
1: Right. And, and again, it comes back to what situation are you in, um, what your goals are, how much risk do you want to take, how much guaranteed money do you want to have, you know, what longevity looks like on your side of the family, you know what family dynamics. I mean, there's a lot of things that come into play with, with those types of decisions to elect something like that. Again, it's another option that I think enhances and broadens the ability of people to enhance and make their retirement more secure. I sure. mean, It is called the Secure Act 2.0. So that's right. So let's secure more things. And I think it does do uh, a good job of securing more things. It adds a lot more complexity, though. I mean, so you just think about it before the Secure Act at all none of these things existed and you know now you know we're looking at you know dozens of different things that didn't actually exist and other strategies that were changed that affects how you inherit money and how you save money going into the future so All it's right. even more important to really find somebody who is a fiduciary who is well versed in holistic comprehensive financial planning that can help walk you through all these different changes and what those changes mean to you and what can you do to help apply those to enhance and secure a more uh, beneficial retirement for you. Right.
2: All right. And, and again, uh, one last thing before we run out of time, uh, the retirement savings lost and found. And I think we talked about this before, but this could save you a lot of legwork,
1: Mark. It will. I mean, every now and then, you know, over my career, I've found money for people that, you know, they were like, well, you know, I've got this account or I had this life insurance policy or, um, you know, especially true for people that have moved multiple times, had multiple employers. And, you know, maybe there's a few hundred dollars that they didn't know existed in a retirement plan somewhere or in an insurance policy somewhere. That maybe mom or dad even took out on them, and they didn't even know it even existed. Uh, it'll allow them to help find lost accounts and lost money by creating a national search tool. Otherwise, various states will, you know, will have those kinds of treasure hunt type sites, but this will be a national one where all that data will feed into one place versus having to look for assets, you know, by trying to reverse look where you lived or where you worked at or what state you lived in or whatever. Right.
2: Well, again, uh, these are all good things, Mark, and I think that uh, we've barely scratched the surface, something we can continue to talk about, but it's, but again, these are the things that people need to be aware of right now, and I think now would be a good time to, to really sit down, and if you don't have an advisor or maybe it's time to just get that second opinion, now would be a great time to do it with all of these changes on the table.
1: Yeah, like I said before, you know, we're available, you know, there's four advisors in our offices at EFS Wealth. Uh, give us a call, send me an email. Uh, we'll hook you up, we'll have a conversation, see once what your vision is and where you're at today and see if we can give you some advice to help you get to where you want to be.
2: 712 224 is the number. You can call EFS, the number for the letter U.com, is the website. Mark, as always, it's a pleasure to, to have these conversations. I, I'm glad you're keeping us up to date.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll expand on a lot of these things in more detail uh, in, in terms of specific strategies uh, where you can implement those in your own.
2: Securities offered through
1: Securities America Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors Inc., an SEC Registered Investment Advisor. EFS Group and the Securities America companies are unaffiliated. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory
0: products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company. if you remember these tv shows you're getting ready to retire whenever i see a big pair of feet or a cheesy mustache i'll think of you you got spunk i hate spunk i'm one guy who ain't prejudiced against anybody who uh, may be less superior than me it kind of sneaks up on you doesn't it oh geez you deserve a secure independent retirement a retirement that is prepared to handle pitfalls like inflation, health emergencies, stock market volatility, and taxation. You've worked hard for your money and will work just as hard to protect it and grow it. Retirement planning doesn't have to be difficult. Oh Get the facts-based approach that you deserve, all at no cost, with no obligation. Call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management, 712-224-4651. or log on to EFS4U.com, EFS, the number 4U.com.